just a few fellas on a podcast Ripping in the pitching jokes and sharing some laughs Or I'm lying in the bedroom Jerry Bernstein Ooh, they want to know if it's something If it's anything Often featuring Lady Corbin Rob, you're getting like this interesting, like light, like bleed on your face. Can you see that? Yes, I do see this. It's very cool. It's from this guy. Ooh. Oh, fun. <laughs> Great is that. Wow. It's like if if God is like, you need to comb your hair. <laughs> Here's a divine comb. Divine comb. <laughs> and now we just need to hear old Rob Ryan. Old Rob microphone pants. Rob Ryan. I said old Rob I... Ryan. Old... Ra- oh, ooh, yeah, this is Rob Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait, get used to this new technology. <laughs> let's let's hear uh, current Rob Ryan. What? Present day Rob current, Ryan. Current Rob Ryan. What? Uh, no, we want to hear present day Rob Ryan. I'm I'm too deep in character. I can't hear you. He's he's aging in the character. He's getting older. (laughs) That's the scene goes on. (laughs) (laughs) Reverse this or he's going to (laughs) die. Oh, no. (laughs) Hey, and let me hear uh, having a heart attack, Rob Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Is this anything? Welcome, welcome. I know you guys did some go-karts yesterday. That was fun, right? Ooh. So much fun. The go-karting was aces. It was, Mm. these were... The fastest and best handling go-karts I've ever been Ooh, in my life. Cool. I mean, acceleration, top end speed, handling, it, great. It, it was really cool. You could Good really course. make some like... The course uh, left a little bit for the imagination. There's, uh, the course was not, as they say, aces. The course I was, was like... the biggest obstacle in this course. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I did get stuck behind a, a leady pileup um, <laughs> twice in, during the course, but it was, it was, other than that, totally fun. A leady cause pileup or just a pileup of leady? <laughs> like, he's somehow under her go-kart and then she's got, also, she's got a tire on on top of her. Leedy met a bunch of other leadies in yes, line. There were several all leadies. Like, hi, 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 <laughs> get, get, get in there no, here we go Lee told me because uh, I was like oh I didn't know you because she was like the, the these were like great go-karts and I was like I didn't know you were such like a, a connoisseur of go-karts and she said in in Albuquerque at her driving school after she finished her class they give them like a what was a free like coupon for go karting? A free year, of, a free year of, of go-karting, which is mm-hmm. such a bizarre incentive. Like, hey, now now that you know how to drive a car, we know you're all on meth. So why don't you just take your meth driving out on a nice safe course? <laughs> it's actually not a bad idea because I remember when I first got my driver's license, there was a part of me that was like, I want to see how fast I can take these turns. I want to see, you know, like uh, I was kind of taking things to the edge of dangerous. But I can imagine if I was able to do that in the go karts instead, maybe I. I, you know, wouldn't have killed that guy. Maybe I wouldn't have killed that guy, that drifter. Here's, you know? Here is, you passed your driver's test. Here's your copy of GTA. <laughs> well, interesting. out of your system. Do you guys have a thing where if you play a game too much, you start trying to incorporate it into your real life? 
I remember driving after playing a bunch of GTA and feeling like it was more dangerous. Like I had to stop myself from like running mm. into things yeah, and you know, uh, jumping out of my car and taking somebody else's car. Eating when mushrooms, was... turning into a spinning hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a lot of problems myself growing up. <laughs> when I, I used to play a lot of uh, Goldeneye when I was in college and mm. on sometimes on campus, I would see like a friend really far away and I'd be like, if I had a sniper rifle, I could really fucking take out Jake right now. <laughs> You get into a fight with somebody and you're like, all right, slappers only. <laughs> Boy, uh, Yeah, I, I definitely, when I worked at Trader Joe's and I would be bagging people's stuff and I would just be getting all the shapes in correctly to fill the bag so there's no empty space, everything's weight distribution, nothing's getting crushed. I would be like, do, 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 do. Well, the difference is when you have a really well-packed bag, it doesn't just disappear. <laughs> hey, John Bender. Yay! If, it's, if it's ready for loading, uh, it, it is. Oh, yeah, I guess then they take it away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so funny that you should mention that because I once did a show that I had John Bander on as a guest, and he made a whole big Tetris Russia joke on that segment. So how interesting. What a, what a fun yeah. little bit of uh, connectedness. You know, the energies of the universe are pushing us in interesting directions, everybody. I'm not high yet, I promise. <laughs> I love it, though. I love the residual. Have you played, been playing a lot of weed video games lately? Is this bleeding over into your real life? <laughs> Have you been playing a lot of philosophy? Uh, it's like, start. Uh, why? Why not? Oh. Oh. The title's screen of philosophy <laughs> uh oh so uh, i wanted to share for ketchup it's just a small silly thing but media and i have been chatting on whatsapp the last few days um while she's been in canada she tried to do an asterisk thing to signify an action for a cat call but in whatsapp it just makes what you ever you said bold so it just said cat call in bold and then she tried to do like the whistle thing of like woo woo but she just wrote w e e W O O. So it Ooh. said it had two different different words. So it said cat call. <laughs> Wee woo. And so we had a lot of fun sending her videos of me cat calling and going like, hey Wee yo, woo. babe, you you got a short, you got you got a fat ass. Wee woo. <laughs> I like those tits. Cat call. <laughs> How bold. <laughs> I have gotten some backlash because I, I wrote, I, I put a thing of like, hey, what should I write a joke about next? And somebody, only like two people responded. One person Lizzo. So I looked up a Lizzo current event and it was about her changing a word uh, in one of her songs because disability advocates had reached out to her. And uh, I said that they complained and people took that to mean that I was saying that they were whining, which is, I just, it was kind of interesting. They, like, they automatically inferred that I was like, oh my God, that, how dare them. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. but, a, but a complaint is not inherently Whining. unfounded. Yeah, it's right. just, there are founded complaints and there are unfounded complaints, but I didn't state either which way. I just thought that that was an interesting uh, interpretation interesting. because of the language. Yeah, I mean, the specificity of language, like, you know, everything has its own slight different uh, variations. And I remember taking a poetry class in college that I was terrible. I, I am so bad at like, like really deconstructing poetry. I don't know if I have the patience for it, but I remember my, my professor being like, why did they choose this word? And me being like, I don't know, man. But now, now that I'm a little older thinking like, yeah, I guess every word does kind of have its own little life to it where, and associations where it's different 
to say, you know, build as opposed to construct, you know, things like that. And the cat was wearing a hat, so it made sense. <laughs> He's saying Why he wouldn't <laughs> on a house or with a mouse. <laughs> I, I think that's so interesting how, yeah, yeah, the word complaint that someone could be like, we're not complaining. We, we, have, a, we have a legitimate problem with this. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and we, we are voicing, voicing our opinion. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know exactly what the people took, why they assumed that I was against Lizzo's decision. Mm -hmm. uh, I would, but I, I, I think that that's where they inferred it. Is there a word that you could use that would be less insinuating that the complaining is not valid or whiny? Well, let me let me read the joke to you, and you tell me if you would agree with why somebody uh, has taken issue with this. Yeah. yeah. Joke is Lizzo has changed out a lyric using the word spaz after disab disability advocates complained she was using an ableist slur in her new song, Girls, spelled G R R R L S. And I said, so far, no backlash from Grizzly Bears on the title of the song because Grizzly Bears go grr. Did you put that in parentheses, or was that just for us? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did that in the comments because somebody <laughs> said, uh, I'm going to go with you don't know how harmful the word is. I love your hilarity, but Lizzo is right with this one. Took issue with that because I'm like, well, first of all, I don't like when it seems manipulative to me when people are, they'll criticize you, but then go, but I think you're normally funny. Mm -hmm. um, but mostly I didn't like that they inferred this opinion that I had, right. that I didn't state. Because, yeah. in fact, I think... Reading, I read up on on the thing, and I and I was like, oh, I didn't know that this word is offensive. And now reading up, I'm like, yeah, I could see why that would be to to people who suffer from spastic uh, uh, neurological conditions. I agree. I, I thought it's really cool that she changed the lyric like a day after she released the song. But the the assumption is that I was going, oh, people complain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's so interesting that a word that was typically used to just describe somebody has now somehow turned into this negative connotation thing that we probably should use less. Interesting. Rob, where are we going with this? Yeah. Man, I know there's something. <laughs> it's just funny that complaint is now like falling into that category too. It's like it used to just describe the phenomenon and then it just got used in a negative connotation over and over and over. They're like, you can't say complaint anymore, right? I'm not complaining. <laughs> right, I'm not a moron. I'm like, no, you are a moron. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the sort of like watching the potential energy of a Rob Ryan bit, you know, where it's like, I know something's up, but you just like, you weren't letting the punch happen yet. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I started to, in that silence, I started to examine. I'm like, what lesson is Rob teaching me? What have I been hypocritical about right now? Did somebody say something that was the opposite of what Rob is saying? Right now? That's what it feels like with Rob's like. tone. Is this a Johnny Depp thing? <laughs> uh, what have I done? Um, yes, as I was saying, and I said, you know, I don't think this is going to be as obvious. As, <laughs> as I, think. I was like, I'm just going to let it sit here for a bit. Uh, but anyway, I don't know if that tracks at all because it actually does make me laugh because like like even talking about that, that is, you know, especially with mentally di uh, disabled people, that history is like just riddled with like we used to, that used to be a clinical term, like idiot and moron were all like clinical terms to describe people with mental retardation and including mental retardation. And we just keep on like being like, all right, we can't use that anymore. Why not? Because 11 year olds keep fucking it up. <laughs> I don't know what to do. We have to change it again. <laughs> it's so, it's, it's what, but Brett, what you've done here is such a classic, like late night 
uh, style joke where you have the headline and then you pivot to a different joke that you want to talk about. So your setup is completely neutral. It is it is joke neutrality there, setup neutrality. You've not taken an opinion on one side or another, and then you just switch to a bear joke, which is such safe territory. It sounds like unless you're around a real bear. Yeah. Uh, yes. No. No. That is not safe territory. <laughs> Do not jump into the bear pit. <laughs> and then make jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that frustrates me that you can't even educate someone on a topic. You know, like I didn't even know about the thing until I read read your piece, and there was nothing. You weren't taking a stance on it. I don't even think you were belittling it. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, you didn't even seem to be trivializing the original issue. That's that's. In fact, I actually the first iteration I had quoted I had quoted Abel a slur. And I was like, you know what? I'm just quoting what literally what the I was read, right. and I was like, but I don't want the impression that I'm going, oh, an ableist slur mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because that, that it exists, you know? Right. Um, so I was careful in that. And I, and I really, I did pour, I did put effort, uh, into the, the structure and the words that I was using right. to not get that across. Mm-hmm. But again, I think you guys, you're, you're right in that. It's just, you're making a joke. It's something that's serious. And therefore you don't think it's serious. The internet's impossible, guys. Yeah. Like, we it, can't it do it, it does anymore. Wind up. Ooh, I got a good uh, story of word choice on uh, a post that Leedy made. Before you yes, tell please. this, Rob, I have one, one thing I wanted to add oh, to this, this thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is that I think that part of this is, you know, obviously the internet is impossible to discern what people's tones are and you have to be so careful. But I think part of this, part of the reason why your joke specifically <clears throat> was misread in this way is because the right has kind of like co-opted that format for any time they're trying to make fun of like crazy liberals. And so the format of, you know, oh, this just in, uh, uh, a pregnant man was admitted to the hospital, you know, I guess, uh, you know, hope that baby finds a new place to come out of, you know, something like, you know. Right. It's like it's such a one-to-one. Catch me on Gutfeld's at 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you put that tag about being on Gutfeld at the end? Because that's probably... Uh, that might have been it. Yeah, it probably also was <laughs> why they misinterpreted <laughs> that. I say I would say 95% of the time, if I'm making a joke, unless it's off the cuff on stage, I can intellectualize a defense of it because I wouldn't make it otherwise. It made me sad because I was like, I can break this down. And it's so there's so few comics that will do that. There are comics that are either like, okay, you know what? I'm sorry, I won't do that. And then there are comics who are like, free speech, it's a joke, dude. George Carlin. And it's, <laughs> it's, it, it leaves me with this impossible fight that I'm in. I'm sorry, I just love... Just like no more points made, just George Carlin, Lenny <laughs> Bruce, Bill Hicks. That's basically the your history. <laughs> the in the moments right after being announced that I won the Boston Comedy Festival in twenty, I don't know, even know, sixteen, seventeen, whatever. Uh, I am still recording because I had like I recorded the moment and I just got off stage and I'm like. I was like, what the fuck? And I'm walking up through the aisle and a woman's like, hey, I, I felt like your jokes were a little gender binary. I was like, <laughs> I don't need this right now. <laughs> do you have it on camera? I do. Oh I, my God. I have it like the audio. Watch. She's like, I just worry, felt like guys. your jokes were just a little, and I, she was right. I talk about men and women. And <laughs> I was like, you're 100% correct. I don't, oh man. And I, I also talked about you know, penises and vaginas, and I attributed penises to men and vaginas. Uh, this was f- five years ago, so I'm like, I'm really not there yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody was there yet. No human was, like, was I, there I, yet. 
<laughs> like I'm still going to probably say men of penises at the moment. I will. I will sorry. <laughs> the most lefty progressive in 2017 would still have been like men have penises, women have vaginas. Like, obviously, you know. It's like that guy. Did you see that clip of that dude who went to a um? I think it was like a trans rights protest, and some some like right wing troll came up to him and was trying to like get him to say something embarrassing, and he shoved this microphone in his face and he's like, "Hey man, how many genders are there?" And this old guy goes, uh, "I don't know. I just got here." <laughs> I love that so much because he's like, "I'm open to learning." You know, I don't know. I just got here. <laughs> yeah, I remember that was a great clip. <laughs> Uh, I saw another great clip that I didn't see. I think it was from last year's uh, Pride March. It was a guy trying to, he had torn down a Pride sign and he's trying to rip it, but it's like, it's too, it's like it's the, too strong. It's, it's a really well-made sign. Mm -hmm. And then he does it for so long that a crowd of progressives crowd are like stand around him and start encouraging him. They're like, you got it, buddy. You can do it. Don't let that sign beat you. And he's just getting angry. He's trying harder. And he's oh, like, and so like he tries funny. to walk away. They're like, no, come on, man. You got it. He's like, all right. He tries more. <laughs> So good. <laughs> Rob, what was the thing you were going to say about Leedy's post? So Leedy made a post. Uh, this was a memory that she shared from a year ago of her starting tour. In the comment section, <clears throat> this one guy wrote, uh, and tell me where you think he went wrong. Uh, as far as words, uh, so already he's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> so check his privilege. Um, he says, "When you be when you <laughs> when you become such a groupie that they just give you a job." LOL. <laughs> So, how was your first year of comedy touring? <laughs> I like the pivot. The pivot's good. It reminds me of, typically, I love your comedy. I think. <laughs> and I was like, uh, groupie and just give you a job. Mm -hmm, <laughs> this, mm -hmm. I don't know what you're trying to achieve, but this is not a compliment. Oh, somebody's. Incorrect. <laughs> and and we all like ratioed him like crazy. If I'm using that term correctly, uh, he's got ooh, one heart. You give him really really change. narrow hips and wide shoulders. <laughs> or are you just gonna start start <laughs> putting things in the comments like three to one, four to one. <laughs> Someone's like pie. And everyone's like get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> that irrational. <laughs> What? 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 I can't say Pyra? Oh, I can't say 3.141. George Carlin! Bill Hicks! <laughs> I used to know this a name of a famous mathematician, but I forgot it, and that's, that's where I would have yelled that also. It's Pythagoras uh, one? I don't Pythagoras. know. Pythagoras! Pythagoras! That would be a good one. <laughs> Who the fuck's the mathematician I'm thinking of? Um, right, before we, we continue on, if you mm -hmm. want to guess our order, do it now. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're done. doing it right now. Brett is using the bathroom. He's using it to pee or poop or both. We don't know. Uh, so I had a joke that um, idea, sketch idea, where like I, we were trying, to, we had the ability to like bring back famous, you know, mathematicians and scientists from yesteryear in order to like solve our our current science problems. And so it's like Newton, Albert Einstein, Pythagoras, Tesla. They all bring back, and then they're all working. Einstein's, oh, you know, this is, oh, relativity's gone so far. This is great. Newton's getting his mind blown, you know. Tesla, he's the engineer. He's figuring all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I just have Pythagoras in the corners playing with triangles, like <laughs> just like little blocks. He's like, you guys, does this problem include triangles? No. <laughs> no. 
We'll let you know. Thank you. It's okay, like, Pythagoras. They're like putting things on a chalkboard, and he's just like puts his triangle. He's like trying to. No, 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 no. We don't need that right now. No, here he's like trying to fit it in the equation somewhere. Just get, just get out of here. And then I later, and at the end, they're like, oh, they're like, ah, oh, well, we can't quite figure out the vectors in 4D space. It's going to be a, a, a three-sided figure that we need. And he's like, oh, is it a triangle? <laughs> a triangle? We're like, yes, we do need a triangle. Is it a right triangle? No. No. I, I actually can't help. I love that. That's wonderful. What a smart sketch. Also, Rob. Uh, I'll, yeah, maybe I'll make it one day. So I don't want to uh, uh, switch gears here too hard, but I had a couple of things I wanted to share with you guys for the catch-up. Uh, does anybody mind if I transition? If we Ooh. tangent a little bit? Oh, no. Nice. Yeah, whatever you got going, man. Okay. So uh, last week, we did a switcheroo where I was on tour. I left tour. Rob came on tour. Mm-hmm. And I had a real adventure getting home from tour. Because for whatever reason, we were, I was flying out of Winnipeg, going back to New York. Uh, Steve only gave me two travel options. He said, you can drive with us eight hours to, I think, what was it, Minneapolis or something like that. And then you can have a direct flight from there. You'll get home at 11 p.m. Or you can uh, walk. Or, you, <laughs> or there's a 5 a.m. that leaves out of Winnipeg and connects in Toronto. And you'll get home a lot earlier, but you will have to do the layover and you'll have to deal with going through customs and it'll be, and you'll have to get up like super duper early. I don't really mind, you know, like getting up super early. I'd rather get home a lot earlier and I'd rather not do like an eight hour drive and then fly for four hours. So I chose the first option, right? And so we had a great tour. We had a lot of fun. I get up at 2.30 in the morning. I head on over to the airport. I fly to Toronto. The window for catching my connection flight is like razor thin. And there's like people that are on the flight with me are like running. And I'm just like, I don't think that's necessary, but I was definitely walking crazy fast. <clears throat> Finally, I get to the gate. We're right about to load my 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 thing of it, my my group. And I get up there and I'm like, sweet. And they're like, all right, passport. Got it. Boarding pass. Got it. Negative COVID test. Oh, do I need that? And they were like, you very much need that. And I was like, where can I get one of those really quickly? And they were like, we actually have one in the airport. And I was like, great. It's like, well, you're not going to make this flight because we're boarding right now. And so I was like, like, also, you have to take it. It's, you don't just have negative ones that you could have. Oh, how much are the negative ones? <laughs> uh, you get them in Cinnabon. They got some, uh, check, check to see. And Auntie Anne's might have them. Does anybody here not have COVID that I can test you real quick? Can I, I need your pee, basically. So, yeah. So I had to, I, I got rescheduled for my flight and I had to hang out oh, at wow. the Toronto airport for seven hours while I was waiting for the next wow. uh, flight to, uh, to LaGuardia or JFK or whatever to leave. And I still got back a lot earlier than if I had driven with everybody to Minneapolis. I still did not have to do an eight hour drive, which is the thing I did not want to do. Uh, but it was like a little bit of a moment where I was just like, God fucking damn it. If I was just flying just from Minneapolis, I wouldn't have fucking deal with this shit, you know? But I did pass the time very smoothly by getting super duper, I would say even irresponsibly high in the Toronto airport mm-hmm. for seven hours. There was, a mo- there was a point where I was like looking around and I was like, man, Kirsten would be really angry at me if she knew how high I was <laughs> at an airport in not my country. And, and, I, and I already missed one flight and I could potentially do it again because I am just <laughs> on the fucking moon right now. That's great. Get home, uh, you know, did a little rest of relaxation, 
I uh, had a couple of days that were uh, high, did a little bit of mushrooms to get over my postpartum depression. Oh, sorry. What's up, bro? Daddy's at the fair and the fair is on the moon. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Daddy's at the moon fair. <laughs> Daddy owns the fair. That's how that's how hard I was going that day. So that I, I'm I, I finished my like little reco- post post door recovery and then I get jury duty. And I need to tell you guys about the woman who is like running our jury duty because this is an undiscovered gem here of a performer because this woman was just like owning her stage so hard and so like it, it was so sincere. It didn't feel like it was like a, a stand-up comic who was just like looking for more time. You know, it was just like, I'm a woman who works in the county clerk's office, people who are doing jury duty. Everybody here is pissed off. Nobody wants to be here. And I'm just going to lead into this and we're going to have as much fun as we possibly can. And so I started writing things down like um, like halfway through because I was like, God, this woman is great. You know, she was like, working us through like this piece of paper it's like you have to tear section c then you hold on to section d but then you give us section f you know blah, blah blah so she's like all right you take this section you fold this section over now sections a b and c those are yours to keep that is our gift to you for doing jury duty everybody like everybody laughed their ass up and she was like if you get called on a jury but are then dismissed you're gonna come back to this room you're gonna take your car with your name on it and you're gonna put it in this really cool box look how cool this box is this is the box where all your cool cars go it's a cool box the cool cars go in the box you also have hand sanitizer in the box that's what's so cool about it it's versatile it's got hand sanitizer and you put your cards in there so don't forget the cool box all right. <laughs> There's vending machines here. The vending machines, we do not own the vending machines. The vending machines are owned by a private company. So we cannot help you if it eats your money. But if it eats your money, you can fuck up that vending machine. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it. it is not ours. We do not care. You can shake it. You can punch it. Do not care. Also, if you're going to use your cell phone, please be kind to the people in this room and talk on the phone out of this room. There's a window out there. There's a really nice looking tree. Maybe you'll see a bird on the tree. It's really, it's great. <laughs> it's amazing. I, and I remember leaving so there. I was like, what's your name? She's like, Shirley. I was like, I need to send the email. Shirley needs a raise because she is great. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. That reminds me of, um, uh, there was this like joke I was kind of tinkering around with, which is like, you know, whenever you go on like a, a tour, sort like like any tour guide, even like in a museum or wherever, sometimes they try to like throw in their little canned jokes and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just loved the idea of one tour guide who's just changing the game out there. <laughs> one tour guide who's just coming up with material. All the other tour guides like want to go see him work. They're just like, oh my god, how's but he doing this? Have you seen Shirley? Like, give the uh, the grand jury breakdown. You're like, God, like she's doing stuff that. Like, she's light years ahead of her time, man. Lenny Bruce, Bill Hicks, George Carlin, <laughs> Clarence Thomas. <laughs> she was such a delight. And the best part was it, I could I could see her warming up the crowd. Like the first couple of bits she did, everyone was just yeah. kind of like, yeah, we're tired. We don't want to be yeah. here. But then by the time she got to the cool box, you know, we were all on board. We were like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> all right, all right. You know him by name. This is your judge. This is <laughs> Here's your prosecutor. Let's bring him in here, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, she was great. That's excellent. All right, and that's all my catch-up, guys. Well, I, I have a request. Can you tell Lee and Rob about the email for this family event? Oh, yeah, the bio? yeah, all right. 
So I have some extended family. My dad's cousin, this guy named Alex, he has a couple of kids, Erica and Vanessa, who are, we sort of like call them all my cousins, even though they're, I don't know, they're like my second cousins or third cousins removed or whatever. You could fuck them. <laughs> and probably not. That's a callback. Risk. That's a callback to our last episode. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and they have these events sometimes that they invite me out where I think it's just going to be like us, but it turns out it's like a massive party with like, you know, like hundreds of people. And I didn't know I was I was saying yes to a big party. But then while we were on the road, I got an email from them saying, hey, here are the people who are going to be at your table. Send us a, like a couple of sentences about yourself so that they know who you are and you guys can have a conversation. And as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, God damn it. I just wanted to hang out with my family. But regardless, because I like them. I like them a lot. I am on tour. So I email them back and I'm like, hey, I'm on the road right now. But as soon as I get home, I promise I will do this. But apparently I waited one day too long because right like the day that I was planning on doing this, I got an email back that had the bios. And the first thing I thought was, oh, this is like they wrote something for me and I'm like proofreading it, you know. But then I saw everybody else's name and I was like, oh, no, this is the email. Like this went out to all the people at my table. And then I was very upset to discover that what they had written for me was just they had copy pasted my bio from my website. <laughs> so I sound like the biggest fucking asshole be like, can you write us a couple of sentences about you? Jared Bernstein is a writer, comedian, producer. He was a Time Out New York's critics pick. He was behind the viral sensations Nord and Sex in the City for Dude. He has performed at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Oh my God. The Theater. He was part of the house team junior varsity at the Magnet Theater which ran uninterrupted for 12 years. And I was like, oh no. The whole thing. But then they also didn't have anything for Kirsten. So then they just finished it with, and Kirsten is his lovely wife. (laughs) So not only am I a pretentious D-bag, everybody I meet, I'm like, well, I really should tell you about all the comedy festivals that I placed third in. Uh, But also I was like, and nobody gives a shit about my wife. She's just pretty, you know? (laughs) So we're going to show up there and she's going to say something. And I'm like, ah, 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 baby, sorry. I think what my beautiful wife is meant to say. The, the this this sort of like unwitting running character that you have, Jarrett, of you just being like made to look like such a fool is so funny. It's such a funny <laughs> just ever like you have so many stories. You're like, oh no, what's <laughs> oh no, when this happened again? I don't know what it is. It's know, like it's part of my brain that's so missing or what? Funny. It's like curb your enthusiasm, but without the I kind of have part of the of why yeah. this is happening yeah <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't know i don't, I don't know. know if there's a, any psychologists out there who want to try to fix me i'm done embarrassing <laughs> myself like this please the uh, no i don't think i don't think it's involved with so you at all i think it's just funny things that happen yeah. to you this is just uh, uh the the writer's room in heaven we're just like they're fucking <laughs> crushing it up yeah. there okay, i don't know if we could do another season 40 of Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> running out of oh, ideas no we got to <laughs> There's some meat on the bone. There we got some meat left on the bone. Uh, but I think part of it is also your ability to not be mortified at things and just or take that that mortification and uh, and and be like, this is funny, even mm-hmm. though I hate it right now. This is funny that this yeah, is it'll be a good story at least. Uh, I can't believe you remember the sandwich story. The, nah, it's, the it's great. Subway it's seared, sandwich seared story. in my brain. I love oh, that wow. story. It's yeah. great. I got two things I want to say. Okay. One, the quick one to this was that. Speaking about pitching ideas, Bander and I, for some reason, he likes to pitch things. He likes to say some jokes like while pitching in like 
curb your enthusiasm pitches for you know like he's like oh this would be funny as like a curb episode like he he very quickly jumps to oh that would be funny as a curb episode so i i had an idea a while ago about like people who go to self-help like buy self-help books um, I, in my mind, I thought the joke was like, you really should only be able to, you really should only have to buy one and then you should, be, you should be helped. Like you can move on, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that was really it. I was like, there's not really much of a joke, but then because of his like curve, I was like, oh, I can pitch it as a curve episode. Like it'd be funny if Larry David's like in a coffee shop, he sees someone reading a self-help book, you know, and it'd be like, you know, how to, how to finish your screenplay and, and whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's good. Oh yeah. You know, whatever. But he comes back a week later and the guy's reading a different like screenplay, how to get the thing going. And he's like, okay, did you read the last one? You know, <laughs> okay, you're done. You're done. <laughs> get the thing, get the thing going. He's like, no, I like reading this book too. Like, what? You, did, was the first one good? <laughs> yeah, and the first one was great. There's a lot of great information in there. <laughs> okay, so where's the screenplay? That's my question. Well, I just I feel like this book might have something in it that the first book didn't have, and I should have both of that. I should have all no, that information. No, 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 that's amazing. <laughs> you should you be should, done. You should take your money back for the first book <laughs> if it left out stuff that you need for the second book. <laughs> oh. Yeah, exactly. That. Like, hey, man, writing these things are hard. Oh, I know. I know writing these things are hard. You can't. You don't have to tell me writing those things are hard. I know how to write them. Uh, but I wanted to actually talk about the uh, one of the. We had a really bombs away uh, Q and A the other night. It was it was Ooh. it was Rivers's last. Was that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so what a way to, what a send off. We really it was uh, it was chock full of like excellent leady pictures, uh, embarrassing Steve on stage. Uh, all three of us told nine eleven jokes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was great. We got a couple of good lines out there. Uh, Andrew Rivers and I touched dicks. Um, I heard about that. It was this. Not even was, from Leedy. Just it's all it's on from Twitter. the internet. Everyone's gone. talking about it. Kirsten told me this morning before she left for her flight. Uh, Rivers touched wieners. Did you? See? <laughs> Somebody had asked us, like, how do you prepare for, like, prep for before the show? And then uh, I think Rivers said, like, Robin, something. uh, Maybe I said that we touched dicks. I'm not sure. It was something. Someone said that we started with you guys have a smooch, and then it went to touching. Oh yeah, Mm. we touched dicks, and then him and I just, you know, like naturally, we just went over to each other and we like tapped dicks. Um, Which is something they had been doing days leading up to this. This was yes, this wasn't the first time that we tapped dicks. (laughs) Well, I don't know about leading. I don't know about days. But we did do it once before. <laughs> but that's I why it was in our heads. That seems more like too. Rivers in a Q&A. But he's, he's like gone over it, tried it out on a few people first, and then he's like, aha. Oh, I didn't mean to undercut the, the brilliance of that moment. Oh, I just no. had to say that it happened before. No, not at all. Because I think the way this went down was that, you know, we always talked about whatever. You know, he's always being like s- silly and, and sexual. And then at one point we did touch dicks. I forget why. I think it was after the ice cream place we touched dicks. And then because we were talking about just a tip and whatever. And it was just a stupid thing. But then when the audience member asked, what do you do? And we're like racking our brains. I was like, well, sometimes we touch dicks. And then they're trying to be a funny thing. So then we just showed them what that was like. You both were like the rec center. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another great callback. <laughs> perfect, perfect. That's exactly what it was like. I'm hoping that you guys like shared a room one night, and then the next day you just like started touching dicks, and everyone's like, "What the? F- Why is this, <laughs> where did this thing come from?" That Robert Rivers is touching dicks now. Just like, hey, do you want me to get you something? Yeah, sure, great. Okay, right, talk to you later. <laughs> Super cash. What was like awesome little, about nice it, dude? <laughs> it was so funny too because when we were leaving the ice cream place they did the dick touching and then rivers 
uh, pretended as if it was an explosion that blew him backwards. Uh, so then it was a, a dick touch explosion. And I, oh, on no. the drive home, I was like, I have time to draw this. Should I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we forgot to. Uh, but she got her second chance because we touched yeah. it on stage, which led to a great lady drawing, which I think she sold what felt like a record number of prints uh, of Rivers and I touching dicks. Uh, then we got asked the question, you know, like, what's what's a joke that, like, you couldn't tell on stage or like, what, some that, you know, embarrassed you or that was the worst? Leading up to that, uh, someone asked me about, like, very, you know, solemnly and very seriously, like, hey, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but, like, did ever, you know, how did things turn out with your mom, relationship, you know, wise? And then, you know, Rivers was like, oh, she's my new girlfriend now. And... <laughs> Which is hilarious because if you know his joke about his girlfriend, it's like her husband killed himself. And and everyone's like, what the fuck? This is great. So then when everyone's like, hey, you you ever told jokes that you can't tell you're embarrassed by? Or like, well, I just said I fucked Rob's dead mom. So uh, I don't know. I don't seem to care about what I do on stage. And then we all had 9-11 jokes. So Rivers told a 9-11 joke. And then I was like, I might as well tell my 9-11 joke. And then Steve was like, all right, I might as well tell my 9-11 joke. And then we all told 9-11 jokes. And then uh, also something happened where we started, oh, people were asking, Steve had done his joke about uh, Canadian strippers and how we all have coins and he's like throwing coins at these Canadian strippers. So then I happened to have a pocket full of coins as well. And so at some point, uh, I forget exactly what spawned it, but we started, I started like dancing up on Steve. Like I was like, we were at a strip club or at a club and then River started dancing up on him. He was just so uncomfortable. So he's sitting there like, Ugh. and then we're both dancing on him. So I took my pocket full of change and just started like drizzling it on my head and throwing it at Steve. And there was just coins all over the stage. And he's like, he's like, what are you guys doing? And then for some reason later, Bander came out and he's picking up some of the coins. And he's like, leave the coins, leave the coins. And because he leave the coins, Andrew's like, now we're picking up all the coins. And then all three of us were like little gremlins just rolling around, picking up coins around Steve. And he's just like, well, stop. This is just crazy. An audience member like handed him a coin from like down in the front row. Like, here you go, you're shedding. Here you go. Uh, I don't know if you have more, Rob, but I wanted to to uh, compliment Bander on a bit that we had on oh, the road. Please. Yes, uh, since we're talking about great Bander bits, I was listening to the Ezra Klein podcast, oh, and uh, it's a it's a podcast that I like, but I also sometimes hate it a little bit because he gets like too in the intellectual sauce of things, where he'll like have on Republicans to explain like their terrible ideas, then he's like. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to push back on that really quickly because, you know, like based on the data and everything that I have. And so I'm t- telling all this to Bander. And then we start like doing like Ezra Klein prov where I playing this Republican who's like, I mean, these are the people that wrote the Constitution. They wrote the Bill of Rights. And these people had slaves and we're trying to tell them that that's wrong. You know, these, they're founder, you know, and he's like, I'm going to push back on that really quickly. You know, it's like really, really gentle. And then Bander goes, Yeah. You know, the thing that drives me crazy is that they're all like part of the same circle, you know? And so it's like, they're not, you know, one person trying to destroy America and one person trying to save democracy. It's like, they're both at the same New York Times party. They're both, they met on Jeffrey Epstein's pedophile plane, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And so then I go, I go, oh, this reminds me of the time that we were spit roasting that 13 year old girl. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And then we start doing more of the Ezra Klein improv, but while we're spit roasting a girl, so it's like, we're gonna have to take a break real quick. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect i'm right about to finish and then bander goes i'm i'm not quite there yet but we will. <laughs> there were 
uh, two two lines that I said that I that was great because it's fun when through Q and A we actually get a line out. You're like, oh, that's a fun one. Two that I were, that was proud of. Steve was being asked about uh, traveling to Canada, and somehow he was mentioning the story of he's like, yeah, when I used to come to Canada, I used to lie because the, it, it was too much of a hassle to say I was performing shows. Oh, because here's the rule: the rule is is that you cannot take work away from a Canadian. So you can do jobs here as long as you're not taking work away from a Canadian. And then he's like, all right. And then he got into some weird skirmish where he was like, no, no, I'm doing a private gig. I'm not taking, I'm, it's a private gig. I don't have to, whatever. It's like, I got hired for this thing. So late, so he's like, now when I go up there, I just say, oh, I'm seeing a girl. Yep, yeah, there's a girl up there. I'm seeing whatever. He's like, but then I just kept on going and I would go there a lot. And so that I chimed in. I was like, all right, but you can't be taking, you know, you can't be taking away Canadian pussy <laughs> from a Canadian. <laughs> That's not allowed. All these fucking American illegals are coming over here <laughs> stealing our pussy. And this is that's what Leedy drew. So Leedy drew, you know, ah, stop taking our pussy. <laughs> and then a very weird mixture of things happened where we already told our 9-11 jokes. Oh, the Civil War. So if a Civil War broke out in America, where would we go? Would we go to Canada? Would we not go to Canada? Something like that. We all have our little answers about what would happen with the Civil War. I said, oh, I think I'd fight in a Civil War. That'd be fun. I haven't done that. Um, and then somehow then people came up. Justin Trudeau came up. Justin Bieber came up. And I forget exactly how, but as soon as I heard Justin Bieber, I said, oh, yeah, Justin Bieber's face is having a civil war right now. <laughs> oh, man. That's and he was like, all right, I think that's the show. <laughs> I was like, yes, showstopper. Oh, <laughs> Excellent. For my segment, uh, when I showed a drawing I made of them touching dicks, they came back out to reprise it. Oh, <laughs> yes. We did a curtain call so on, on the dick, dick touching. So encore! Encore! Because we were sitting there and we we're watching the drawings are fucking smashing. There was also another one where, you know, Andrew Rivers talks about uh, his penis. Uh, he's inside of a, a window at a hotel and birds kept on flying into the window, just like smacking into the window, dying. He's like, what the hell is going on? He's like, he's like but then I realized I was naked and this, I got this giant worm they must be going after. This <laughs> 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 is just joke that led to his 9-11 joke and then Leedy drew that that was another you know showstopper it was just you know rivers completely naked with just like a little a cartoon like you know smack kind of uh image mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh with all the birds flying into it dying oh it's great everything was about it was great so then so we're watching it just enjoying her drawings and then we see the dick touching and i'm like hey man we, we, got, we should go out there we gotta touch things again they're like you want to do it like, yeah, go, 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 go. And we go out there we do a little dick tap for the fans mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> In my head, you guys are like doing it begrudgingly because everyone's like crying for it, or screaming for it, and you do that Free thing. Where, you do that thing where you're like walking on stage, you're like, "Are we gonna? Are we gonna do? All right, let's do it." Was this the Montreal show? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. what a fucking banger, man! Well done. That sounds great. And the last time I did Montreal was with Rob, and it was. It was just awful. It was like we were. Do you remember that show, Rob? We it was, were like, I, I remember when this is just narrow. Tiny, the yeah, bar narrow. was next to the stage, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Just small crowd. Yeah, it was. It was. It was rough times. So uh, when Leedy was like, "I'm going to Montreal. I can't wait." I was like, "Chocolate." All right. Well, should we get to these bits? We've had a really oh, great boy. catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Do we even need to do jokes at this point? I'm not even <laughs> sure. We told so many jokes. I already have basically enough drawings. <laughs> The uh, order today is Jarrett Rob Britt. Jarrett Rob hey, Britt. All right. Order this week is Jarrett Rob Britt. All right. 
Okay, well, let's you guys uh, get to it. Ready for my bit? Oh, yeah. Ready for your bit. All right. It's a longer bit, so settle in, everybody. All right. I feel so bad for kids these days. It's an entire generation of people with massive trauma. We got terror from climate change and school shootings. COVID stole a year of their social development. Social media is burrowing into their brains, draining their self-esteem, nuking their attention spans. In 10 years, all of these kids are going to have PTSD and weird tics. It's going to be a whole new psychological diagnosis called 2020 syndrome. And because of all this, I don't want to hear anybody talking shit about them. Older generations love to complain about younger generations, but with this generation, I will not stand for it. They have been through enough. No, all these kids these days are so weird and awkward they can't hold down a joke. No, absolutely not. No think pieces about generation introvert not being able to date because they all have Tourette's and night terrors. I demand nothing but full empathy for generation got fucked. No, music was better in my day. I don't care how shitty their music is, you will buy it. And you will leave a five-star review that says, you know, I thought Beyonce was good, but she sucks compared to, what's this band called again? Ah! (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to see, ah, when they go on tour. Five stars. We should be treating this generation of kids like war veterans. Um, Not like how the government treats war veterans. That's terrible. But like how regular people... (laughs) Retreat more of Like in 10 years, if you see a kid at Starbucks going, Mokachito, fuck! Mokachito, fuck! You buy him his coffee, you say, Thank you for your service. <laughs> you could have voted for better politicians, but you didn't. It's the least you can do. Yeah! <laughs> Lady's like, ah! My generation! Joke <laughs> I was like, My first thought is, Man, Jared, this is going to be a very good TikTok. <laughs> well i'm already discovering that i need some more jokes in the beginning because this looks like the only yeah. thing that well, got a I will j- say, laugh was the ah part for the the 80 percent of like the premise of mm-hmm. like when you're just saying like they went through this they went through this i was into it i was like yeah these yeah. are all good points i was like interested in what you had to say i think when i'm just a tad too long and then i want you to get to the premise a little bit more and i think that you can get to punch lines by doing more uh take the trope of what old people say about younger generations and then flip it on how it should be. I don't want to hear here in my day. We had to, we had to mm-hmm. walk to, to school in the snow. I want to, and I want to, and then, and then some kind of play on that. I don't have one in mind, but, but mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm, there are so mm-hmm. many tropes there that we can do that, the, that you can play on them. And all of those will be decent punchlines along the way. Okay. All right. That's cool. I like that. In my uh, day, we had to walk uphill to school, but in my day, we didn't even get to go to school. We couldn't. There wasn't school. Yeah, school dodging, dodging bullets, and Zoom classes. Right, right, yeah. In my day, we had to walk uh, a mile in the snow to school. But then we we knew we wouldn't get shot, so that was <laughs> preferable. <laughs> <That's a plus. laughs> Excellent. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Any other thoughts for this? I know it's a long one, so we don't have to you know delve too deep into it. Ah, is very funny. I like that you incorporated like the trauma into the name of the the song because mm-hmm. I was kind of like I was like, Ooh, what's it going to be? What's what's going to be the version of that? And I, mm-hmm. I greatly enjoyed that. Are you trying to come up with an actual comprehensive list of things that you think younger the younger generation would actually have or how it would actually manifest? You mentioned night terrors, Tourette's, weird um, tics, can, weird tics, PTSD, can't hold a job, PTSD, all this stuff. Are you actually trying to, you know, justify each and every one of them or 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 because you did an act out of the Tourette's kind of you did a kind of an act out of the, I guess, PTSD with the ah, like, is mm. that part of what you're 
trying yeah, to go I was just for trying it. to create like a soup of like what what do I imagine because in my brain I can I can see all this like stress being thrown onto this like generation of children yeah and I'm just like and and just like imagining what it's going to be like and it's just like everything that happens with sustained anxiety yeah. and pressure and stress are these disorders like PTSD and right. Tourette's and night terrors and things like mm -hmm. that let me ask you another intellectualizing question here about about comedy. Would you be okay with? Uh, because part of what the, the funniest line so far it seemed to us was that you had that a song was named Ah, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And part of what made me laugh about that is that that I, I assume in joke it is probably objectively a bad song, yes. right? It's probably yeah, yeah. terrible. Yeah. But you're being like, no, 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 we're I giving it, it to you. Uh, it's yeah, great, yeah. <laughs> right? So there is a part of this joke, uh, w whether you're intending it or not, is that you are making fun of the generation, but you're doing so in a like cutesy, uh, like backhand, not backhanded, like fun way mm -hmm. because supportive, supportive way. Right. So if that's because that feels like that was the joke that made me laugh the most. And it seems like if that's what you keep on doing. Maybe that that's where the the most humor comes from. Mm. Um, because what does it look like when we, as a as a society, all mm. decide that we're going to give this generation a pass? Yes. Like what else do yes. they do that we can right. be like, yeah, no, good. Yeah. So when you see two people on a first date who don't talk to each other, look at their phones, and then awkwardly run away, you're like, mm. great, that's love. <laughs> that love is love. <laughs> you know, that's that's fine. And when you and so you keep on naming these like horrifically socially awkward things. And just mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. they can't hold a job, they can't function in society. You're like, good for them. Yeah. That's what they should be doing. Mm -hmm. That's fine. So you, you can only hold a job for one day before you cried. <laughs> that's perfect. You get a raise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. As long as you are okay with you know like tacitly poking fun at the, that the behaviors, mm -hmm. um, then it that to me that's like universally funny. Everyone can have fun with it, and and you know you're well, having so, fun on both ends. Yeah. So two things about that one i kind of feel like that's it's it's not it's sort of like making fun of everybody else for doing that to the kids does that make yes. sense yeah right. right so that, that's number one <laughs> number two i did have an earlier version of this where i went a little bit more into like what the band ah sounded like you know <laughs> it's like man this collection of broken plates and uh you know like blood curdling cries is so much better than uh, single ladies, you know? <laughs> I had a couple thoughts. Uh, mm -hmm. One would be, I don't care that they won't pay attention for their job training videos because they have no attention spans. You turn them into TikToks, okay? You make them seven seconds and that is on you. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thought that I had And then was... I can use like whatever TikTok song is like big in that moment. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> if I could, I'd make a deal with God. <laughs> okay, here's your safety training video. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was thinking uh, like a, a proper bending technique, but the, the Oh No song is playing. <laughs> oh, oh No. no. <laughs> what was the Oh No song? I forgot that Oh one. No. Oh No. no. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other thought I had was going like, oh, well, our parents were able to afford houses. We can't even afford houses. So we have to move in with our parents. And they're like, they'll be like, you got to move in with your parents. We can't even do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All of our parents are homeless. <laughs> I mean, you could still move in with your homeless parents. Sorry, my brain just like. <laughs> uh, I'll push back against that. <laughs> 
in is a pretty that's a pretty, <laughs> pretty definitive clear definitive, yeah, definitive preposition word. going into a thing you live so move into the refrigerator box with my, with my parents great uh, notes um i don't have a joke for it but they will be like there should be food shortages and yeah climate issues so that's also a part of it where i'm like and we're leaving them a worse world but the the joke is so dense already that i was like i don't know if i can fit that in that seems what i mean what if it's a tangent it's like and it'll be hard to complain because we'll all be underwater (laughs) you know it just like doing it through bubbles like Mm -hmm. can you guys think of a of a different way to do the because i was like in 10 years if you see a kid at starbucks going what would you know fuck what would you know fuck it feels a little too on the nose like that's tourette's when I was just trying to do like a more of a vague soup of a person like riddled with with anxiety because of 20 years of trauma. Uh, yeah, that's tough. What, what the ironic part of this joke is that the generation you're talking about is going to cancel you for the joke. Because uh, <laughs> you're making fun of people. And you know threats. what? Good. Yeah, I will throw myself on the pyre of generation got fucked. <laughs> that's great. Uh, what if it, I mean, just you could just make it less a tick like, I think. Uh, if you just say like pump, uh, Papacino, <laughs> you'd be like, like staring off. Take your time. Or what do they like? They're like Whatever they can't. They can't or- order. They have so much social anxiety that they're like, "Can you order me a a, a, a mochaccino, please?" And they like have to hand their phone to the Starbucks person or something. I don't know if there's a good way. They to... wouldn't call anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would. Te- they would type they it out it. and then show you. Yeah, <laughs> type it on their phone. Or they're not holding up a phone. They're holding up a shoe. They're like talking to a shoe, like. <laughs> Can you order me a mochaccino, please? Did they hand their shoe to the Starbucks person and they're like, oh, hello? <laughs> it's a little bit like when a kid hands you a phone. Like you play along, you know, when a child does. I love the idea of, of just imagining Jarrett a la Jesus just being like crucified by a bunch of like 19 year olds. And he's just like, it's okay, father. They know not what they do. <laughs> just happily <laughs> sacri- being sacrificed for some mm-hmm. random reason. And then two, there's something about, I don't, I don't think this is funny, but like every generation had like their version of, of, of craziness. And, uh, but I was trying to compare like the air raids or, or the, or the, you know, oh, we used to do like nuclear bomb drills, you know, back when we were kids. And what's funny is like, yeah, but there were no nuclear bombs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so these kids do the, the gun drills, but then there's there's really a shooter in the school or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know, something like that. But that's not funny. It's yeah, just the, the thing that sucks about when there is actually like the thing that you're protecting is you realize that the thing that you're doing is useless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The nuclear yeah, bomb yeah. was like, oh, like, make you oh. feel safe. But I actually wouldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But now you're like, oh, no, I'm for actually... <laughs> yeah, you, you realize in the moment, not afterwards. <laughs> I like how, or, or this. Uh, and even if a nuclear thing. bomb did fall, it's like, oh, okay, now all those people are dead. As opposed to like the 20 or 30 people that survive a school shooting who now have that trauma as right. well, you know, and they have survivor by uh, survivor guilt, you know, right. You know, idiots like try to blame video games for some reason. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm thinking like, well, I want I need that video game training like I need to. Like if I'm a kid, I want to know exactly what yeah, we should be. Yeah, that helps you. Like all the video games possible. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, no, you know, the kids. Yeah, the kids who survive the school shootings <laughs> are the ones that play Call of Duty all day, and they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a little bit tangential. But I was thinking, do you think it'd be funny if somebody was like, uh, you know, the problem, the, the reason why there's so much violence today is because of rap music? And do you think that it'd be funny if somebody responded to that? It's like, are you sure it's not jazz? Because <laughs> Every generation blamed a music. Do you know what I mean? Mm, and so right. <clears throat> maybe it's funny if you go, 
more chrono- chronologically backwards instead of just jumping right to jazz. But yeah. are you sure it's not heavy metal? Are you sure it's not disco? Are you sure it's not Elvis? Are you sure it's not jazz? You know, that sort of thing. I love that. I, I had a joke idea like that. And then I went I went cross-cultural. Like I was imagining like the like drum circles in Africa being like. Thank God you listen to this crap. <laughs> the drum circles back in my day never had any of this. <laughs> now this is a nice drum circle. This, this is good. You can dance like to this. this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't dance to that. Oh, I got it. So slutty. <laughs> Thanks so much for the notes, everybody. I really appreciate you it. Got it. Great stuff. Okay. Next up, we got a Rob Ryan. All right. Uh, I thought of this uh, just the other day. Um, okay. Haunted houses are all based off of sort of this '80s style horror jump scare movie types but horror movies now are more deeply psychological in nature so i kind of want to go to a haunted house based off of that instead of a guy in a mask going the house you enter has an emotionally dense family rift exacerbated by a mental illness and generational trauma your friends are like was it scary And you're like not really but it made me think about how we rarely deal with our inner demons (laughs) (laughs) or uh, Leedy's t- uh, version was uh, I do this, you know, family rift, uh, generational trauma. Your friends are like, Was it scary? And you're like, Yes. <laughs> um, what fun zeitgeist. <clears throat> Two jokes about trauma right next to each other. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, that was oh, that nice. Was all... <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> We're all fine. Really front of mind. Yeah, I, I think I like the the more direct, I, li- I liked Leedy's approach a little bit better. It was just the yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something along the lines of maybe um, yes, and I, I don't know if it's over or like it's still happening. To you like maybe with a haunted house, normal haunted house, you know like when it ends. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh wait, what if what if it's uh, oh was it scary? Yes, mom. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious how I I would really like to figure out. I don't know if it's, if it's possible, but I really like to figure out what that looks like. What what's going on in the house that you see that you experience mm-hmm. that is that thing. I had thought that like you walk in and it's effectively August Osage County like happening. Mm. Yeah, that, that it's just that like oh this family's just fucked mm-hmm. you know for, mm-hmm. by you know whatever. Ooh. But but then there's just like a tiny little horror element too, and that's that's like oh and there's a ghost. <laughs> what if you like instead of seeing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre family, you see how they became that family? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Did you ever see that movie, Rob? Resurrection, uh, but it gets re- real weird at the end where it's like this fan this like. Leatherface, you like meet his family, and there's some weird guy in a suit, and he's got all these weird things, and he brings out his nipple ring and tells her to like suck on it. It's so strange. Do you think it would be good if it was like you walk into a room and there's a family having dinner, and you can just tell they like the older brother better? Like, do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) They keep on making these like subtle jabs at you. It's like, oh, what was your SAT score? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, everything seems normal until, like, yeah, the, the black sheep of the family comes back in from you know, traveling, and they're just like, oh, mm-hmm. that's, that's what's going on. <laughs> or just some deep family secret that's not been talked about. You're like, ah, what's what's happening? It's just this three-hour-long haunted house. You're like, what? what is the what's the deal with the grandma again? I don't, I don't know. For something, it just seems funny. I don't know if this is a good idea, but that's the idea. The idea is, like, haunted houses, to me, if I were to, like, typify them, I'm like, it reminds me of just jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, which mm-hmm. is kind of like a certain style of horror movie. 
with the deeply psychological horror films that are just like mostly about this one story with like a supernatural element or some kind of horror element you know could we base a haunted house off that i don't even know if that premise is worth examining what about this uh you go in and you just see a father of a family internalizing his homosexuality and taking it out on his children I love it. I think all these are great. I, I want all it, these to be internalizing different. Internalizing his homophobia, right? Not his homosexuality. I guess internalizing his his sexuality and not oh, okay. being out with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shoving down his homosexuality. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So years ago, I had a joke talking about you know the 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 sexuality spectrum is kind of like a game of Pac-Man. You go too far to one side, you pop back up on the other side. I wrote that joke at a time when I thought that that was sort of a, a, a somewhat novel thought, and I like the way that I put it. And since then, I've heard many different kind of iterations and versions of, of that of that thought, of especially with the increasing amount of like public figures who are so anti-gay this, anti-gay that, who turn out to be totally super gay. And uh, or stuff, something like that. Right. So that that but now that's become so common in my mind that that's such a trope that I almost can't help but feel like when we make fun of that, it's like you're still just trashing gay people. But it's a specific type of gay person that you're you're having you're taking issue with. Anyway, maybe that, that's maybe not. Worth I I, I, at all. I get that to a certain degree. But I think with where we are, we've made and how much progress we've made, it's very hard for you to look at the TV and be like, Mm, I got to keep this a secret. Nobody will accept me. If you, if at least true. you're in the United States, it's like you can you can find a community of people uh, mm-hmm. out outside of the one that you currently have that will accept you for who you are. And and I, it's it's a willing ignorance. I I think at, at this point. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. There's still pockets of this country where coming out isn't an option for some people. Yeah, yeah, certainly in in certain circumstances. But when you're in a position of power, you know, you're you're mm. you're a, a politician and stuff like that. That's when it becomes like, what are you doing? You're passing on the trauma to other people by yeah. passing legislation that's that's homophobic. Yes. Yeah. That's always a tough one, too. It's just like at some point you have to own your thing. Like it's sad because as a child, you're like, oh, my God, this 14 year old child, he went through this, this and that. Oh my God, the 16 year old child went through blah, blah, blah. And then here's a 20 year old who does some crazy shit. And you're like, how fuck him. He's terrible. He deserves to die. And you're like, just a couple of years ago, this was a victim. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's sad because at some point, we don't know exactly what that point is, but you gotta be like, yes, you got a, a raw deal in life, but you gotta not pass that on and you yeah. can't put that out into the world. And Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm pretty cut and dry when it comes to introspection. I really don't respect people who won't do it. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to think about that. <laughs> I have very little leeway with people who refuse to introspect. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. That might be a you problem, Brett. <laughs> you should consider that. I What's, will. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> My friend That's in high school uh, was. I mean, he's gay. He. I just went to his wedding, and he, he was not out in high school. And then my friends were just obsessed. Would be like, "He's gay. Come on, he's gay." And I just had such an issue with it at the time. I was like, okay, but just so you know, he's my good friend and he does not identify, like he's not say that he's gay. He, mm-hmm. he talks about girls that he likes and he does this. So I'm just confused as to what you think I should be doing here. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, as long as he is talking to me about his life and and processing that those things that way, are, are you telling me I should be taking his emotions and his concerns less seriously? Uh, you know, like you're... 
And they're like, just come on, the kid's gay, Rob. And I'm like, okay, but don't you see how you're being dismissive? <laughs> it sounds like you're being dismissive of his life and lifestyle and choices. I, I, I don't know. Maybe he is gay. Whatever. Can I just go by what he is saying? Like, and when he says it, is, I, I don't know. Like, Rob's go. gay, definitely. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's gay. <laughs> he leaves a lot of fancy words. He's probably gay. <laughs> it's a little bit like if, if everybody thinks you're gay, then they just like stop giving you a hard time no matter what. So like you're arguing with somebody and then someone like whispers in their ears like, oh, no, Rob, you're right. You're right, Rob. <laughs> He's going. Uh, wonderful. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's my joke. Thanks for helping. <laughs> I know we didn't spend too much time on it, but no, I think no, we got it's fine. I, yeah, I'm glad I got. I would call it a haunting house. A ha Ooh, it's like haunting too, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's great. All right, man. We really got on a on an LGBT uh, and the T stands for tangent. There. <laughs> I love it. Next up, we got Brett Turk. But before we get to that, just want to remind everybody check out our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/itapod, the best Patreon on the block. We got a lot of dope additional exclusive episodes for patrons we also have additional tiers we can get discounts to live shows and stickers and things like that was our last patreon episode i did the catch-up slash our deep dive into the amber heard jenny depp trial Ooh, right 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 mm -hmm. and that just posted yesterday because i was on tour and i didn't have time to do it earlier nice. patreon.com slash ita pod sometimes jared's tired next up we got <laughs> Red Drug. what a tagline for that thank you all right. Well, since we're on the subject of trauma and progressive issues with sexuality, here is a much different joke. I got kicked out of magic school because I thought sleight of hand meant insulting people with your hands. I would be like, oh, you got invited here? <laughs> It's good. I don't, it feels like such a stretch. It feels like a really big stretch, but I really like it. A, a sleight of hand. I know. Yeah. yeah? yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the reason he got kicked out of magic school, Jared. <laughs> what, what's, what are you, what part are you having? Where were you not being able to suspend your disbelief? I'm sorry. Did you want him to talk about magic school more? <laughs> did you see the act out, Jared? I did see the act out. Yeah. Okay. And you still, too much? No, no. You know, Rob hasn't come up with anything either. I know. Yeah, I'm definitely stymied. He, I'm stymied. No, 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 no. But Rob hasn't come up with anything, but he didn't have any criticisms. <laughs> I missed the act out. Can we see it? Again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes! Oh, you were invited here? Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> Actually, I wonder even if, uh, like, not a middle finger would be funnier. Like, oh, you were invited here? Like, at the end of that, mm -hmm. all that flourishing. And for our listeners at home, I'm doing a lot of magic uh, yeah. fl flourishing. Um, this, there's no way this will work. I can't, I mean... <laughs> All right. Now can we have it on Rob's case now? <laughs> no, no do you not get it, you idiot? Oh. Oh, right. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I meant the thing I'm about to do. No, okay. I don't think. God damn it. I don't know. I wasn't talking about the thing. I don't know. I went to a magic convention. I went to a, a party with just magicians. I tried to walk up to talk to a group of people, and one of the magicians just went, and I was like, oh, a sleight of hand. <laughs> but I don't know. I, there's, I like sleight of hand being a slight. That's great. I oh, like I, I got one. Okay, ready? I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that better than the middle finger. I will say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I the middle agree. finger is not like a slight. A slight yeah. is more like, eh, It's got to be disrespectful. Eh, to be a slight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, a little bit of like the little something like that. Something dismissive. Would be yeah. Great. Uh, what if what if the t professor was like, 
oh, Brett, you know, what have you got today? You're just like, <laughs> or something like, <laughs> you're like, what is that? Is that good enough? You know, or something because then we don't, I don't know. I don't know. Is that because then we're still in that story where you're still in magic school and then right. it's happening immediately. But I'm not sure if that, if that that's helpful. These are all to me it's either just going to work or not. Like, and I, I still find it funny. Like if the audience just is digging it, then I think it's super, super funny. I think that I like this joke the best. If you do that setup that you had, and then all you're doing is saying those things, but with big hand flourishes, we are going to just call it there. Bring on uh, Miss Lady Corbin to share with us. Some drawing. Exciting and new. Alrighty. Drawings. Here we go. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, here we have Brett in a full magician's getup, top hat, cape, and he's got a king in his hand, and he snaps it away, but when he snaps, he gives the middle finger. And impressive how long, you, how, how quickly you did an animation of that. Yeah. Thank you. Well done. And then next up, I've got. God. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is actually a visual joke. So if you are only listening, you wouldn't understand. But there's just a weird uh, artifact going on in my video where it looks like there's like light beams, but that look like almost a uh, like a pick, like a comb. And uh, she did exactly that. It's just like God literally combing my hair with with sun rays. Then I have. Ooh. Wee woo! <laughs> we got a bald tank topped guy, clearly a cat caller. A woman walks by and he goes, he raises his eyebrows and he goes, Wee woo! <laughs> I kind of like the idea of like a uh, an ambulance coming by, like, Wee -wee! And, like ladies being like, Hey! Hey! <laughs> every day, every day. <laughs> Not all cars. <laughs> I work by the hospital. How do you think I feel? <laughs> then I have global warming is massive. <laughs> yes. Um, this was based off of my joke earlier. And I want to tell you, Brad, it's basically I wanted to bring back the world's greatest scientist to solve like world problems. But then we also bring back Pythagoras and he's, he doesn't know how to help because he only knows triangles. Uh, and I believe last but not least. Oh, no, not last but not least. Uh, this was the, the drawing that I made in the show. Uh, and then I zoomed in on the fact that Steve has a boner. Yes, I forgot about that. The but... audience loved that. Um... Yeah. It's a jealousy boner. Oh, I wish I was penis fiving somebody. <laughs> this is uh, Rivers and I on stage tapping dicks um, based off of the uh, successful Bump and Mike's uh, special. It says boink and it's got a little action lines on the dick. Boink and... is a great word for that. Boink. Boink. Um, <laughs> Jealousy boners is actually the whole uh, genre of porn called cuckolding. Ah, oh, that's true. Jealousy boners. Uh, then I have another one I made during the show. <laughs> this is a Canadian wearing a Canadian uh, maple leaf hat. And he says, Americans are stealing our pussy. <laughs> and that one crushed too. That was great. And another one from the show. <laughs> this is what I described earlier. <laughs> this is Rivers is completely naked in his 14th floor, you know, window, and birds are just flying in there because they think it's a worm. Oh my God, is there like a bird within a bird there? Can you zoom in there? You see that? I'm seeing a, a second bird in his like, like the back of his head near his neck. Oh, I see that. That's yeah. weird. That's a little fun, like highlights magazine <laughs> thing. Where's the, where's the bird? <laughs> I did not realize you meant the bird's neck, and I was like, "Lady, you're 
you're nowhere near his, like, <laughs> Andrew <just> now. <laughs> but there is a bird there too. <laughs> and then you were like, oh, I see it. And I was like, Lady, don't uh, you don't have to mm-hmm. pretend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I have can you order me a mocky? <laughs> <laughs> this is the distressed Gen Z are talking into the shoe. <laughs> Trying to get the macchiato. <laughs> oh, wonderful. And now I think last but not least. Yay! <laughs> oh, this is great. This was the awesome. image that we wanted from the show, but it, I guess it just happened too late. So this is me and Rivers dancing on Steve while change is just falling from the sky <laughs> and then banners in the background collecting it one by one. <laughs> oh, that is so good. I want you to send that to Steve if you could. Absolutely will. <laughs> so funny. That is it for me. Awesome. Yeah. Where can people find you, Lady? You can find me on all the socials under just my name, Lady Corbin. Uh, you can go reply to that one guy who called me a groupie if you feel like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, join my Patreon. That would be really cool. What's the Patreon Patreon.com slash Lady Corbin. Outro goes here. Thanks so much for watching. Check back every Monday for new episodes, or you can listen wherever you enjoy podcasts. If you want to help support the show, tell your friends how much you like Is This Anything. Or get involved. Like an episode. Share. Comment. Subscribe. If you want more Is This Anything, you got to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash ITAPod. We have a ton of awesome, exclusive content on there, and you can join for as little as a dollar a month. Check out the links in the description, and hopefully we'll see you next week.